Hey everybody, episode 24, tell me where to turn after a rather lengthy absence. I think it's four weeks since our last uh, last recording. So you got Glenn and Glenn and Tommy. and uh, Surely it hadn't been four weeks. Yeah. Is that right? Four, four weeks. So, so what happened to all that big talk of we're going to have an episode every single week? We, we stuck with that for how long? What? Did we even make it three? I think we had more than three in a row. I think we got from late August until second week in November with every single week, and then and then the world just completely fell apart. Or after that, but yeah, if by falling apart you mean you taking awesome vacations, then yeah, it fell yeah. Apart. Well, a lot of different factors. We had uh, I bailed on you last second one week. Then we couldn't get our s together before thanksgiving before we all traveled our separate ways and then uh yeah so last week i was on the big trip that we'll cover later but you were also a little bit under the weather and that prevented us from recording pre-trip so there's been a lot of stuff going on that's true i feel like i feel like a couple of days after thanksgiving we had talked about trying to get one knocked out to kind of preview pre-game your big trip but yeah, let's just say old Tommy was not doing very well. Yeah, I got a I got a call from Zombie Tommy about, you know, eight o'clock last Wednesday night with uh <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna be able to do this. So Yeah, that was a uh that was a that was a tough thing. Yeah, we just Real put it off thing. another week. So if you've been uh you know, waiting eagerly for this next episode, thank you very much for being patient with us. And if you have not missed us at all as long as you're still listening, then that's fine. If uh, if we have not been missed over the last month, I'm pretty much used to that and just many facets facets of my daily life. So I figure, hey, we give it our best effort tonight, and who knows, maybe we'll pick up a few new listeners along the way too. Yeah, maybe so. So let's. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter. I'm at uh, Glenn three underscore eleven. And I am at Tommy2 underscore zero. And uh, we do have a new sponsor for the show tonight. Uh, UncleRogersPicks.com, where you can get free NFL, NBA, and NCAA betting advice. And he's also on Twitter. Is that at UncleRogersPicks? Yeah, so it's very confusing as why wouldn't anything that having – any loose association with the show be confusing. The website is UncleRogersPicks.com, Rogers and Picks plural. But on Twitter, it's Uncle Roger singular picks because <laughs> Uncle Rogers Picks is one character longer than Twitter will allow for a handle to be. Mm. Well, that's a tough thing. It's actually a pretty good bit. It's a bit that Dave and I have put together, and yeah. we're pretty proud of this bit. So. We have an uncle, and he actually is named Uncle Roger, and we we have to get we have to do an episode with him one day. And he's uh, he's not doing particularly well right now. He's having some health issues, but he loves sports, and even more than sports, he loves to gamble. So, uh, Point Break Dave and I uh, have been 
texting him just random questions about sports and then whatever he says we're posting it on unclerogerspicks.com uh, as betting advice okay I've been following and heeding some of that advice yes but the uh, this what's great is that um, the plan for the site the long-term plan and and if you uh, we'll go ahead and crack open the business plan real quick the uh, the plan is once we get a little bit of momentum and following is to go to war against Norm <laughs> and start calling out the picks of the poll because he's had a terrible year. His oh, yeah. his record on do- double plays like if you if you literally just bet the opposite of his double plays this year, you'd be having a I mean well above average year betting. No, I think this is an excellent excellent plan. Yeah, so Uncle Uncle Roger is just getting enough enough uh, content and credibility on there before he goes hard after Norm on bowl season. So right. that's that's the plan. And uh, by the way, it's Thursday night right now. Kansas City Oakland going on. Uh, Uncle Roger said take Kansas City minus three, and uh, they're up twenty one ten at the half. So pretty great success so far. Things are trending nicely. So, um. I guess on a, a more somber note, uh, your buddy Glenn is 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 recording tonight with a bit of a bit of a heavy heart. Oh no! I, I'm not sure if you're aware of uh, what day this is and what anniversary this is. It being December the eighth. Ah uh, yes, Pearl Harbor Day. Mm, Sorry, Glenn. You're a bit off, and this is a little more relevant and important, but. No, I actually do. I actually do know. I actually do know what you know uh, where I'm headed. I do know what today is. That 12 years yeah, ago, a, a frequent, a frequent target of my jokes. 12 years ago tonight, about this time, in Columbus, Ohio, we lost the great Dimebag Daryl. I can't believe it's been 12 years. It's and I'm uh, being sincere when I say that. It's a tough one. That was uh, the next day when I got that news. That was a that was a pretty rough day, and of course I commemorated it by finding as much live footage on the internet as I could of the event itself. And I don't think that really helped things. I probably shouldn't have. They have video. They have that. video of that. There was a camera positioned on the opposite side of the stage because they were recording video for like, you know, for the band to put out stuff. So yeah, there's video of they start into the first song on the first song on their set and they're about 30 seconds into it when this the guy that shot him uh walks across the stage like gun pulled just pointed at him as he's walking across and then you hear like two or three pops and then uh the security tries to tackle him and one of that one of those guys got shot and then actually there's some footage I think of the cop uh, walking in, and you don't see him when he shoots the perpetrator, but um, you certainly hear it. And then he kind of walks off, all you know, like depressed that he had to kill somebody. And guys are telling him that he just had to do it; he didn't have another choice. But yeah, there's plenty of plenty of footage out there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. For some reason, I mean, man, I I don't like watching that kind of stuff. Though. I I I can't. Uh... I don't like I don't like polluting my mind with that kind of stuff. If you ever, uh, for you, get extremely extremely bored, and uh, look up the 
the behind the music on Pantera. That is, first of all, breaking news. There was a behind the music about Pantera. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I think I just not bury the lead here. Yeah, but at the end of it, like the end of it is is that is about Dimebag getting killed, and it has like a ton of footage from that night. And uh, I've read a book. I've read a book. I read a book about that whole event and just the the timeline of Nathan Gale is the guy that shot him. And they have like the timeline of his entire that entire day uh, for him just broken down and how he got in that night and all that kind of stuff. It's pretty uh pretty fascinating actually. The guy was bipolar. So what was the deal? I I don't know the story. What was the I mean. He was a former top Marine. level. What was the deal with that guy? He was a former Marine. I think he was bipolar and schizophrenic. Um, and his mother thought it was a really good idea to like give him a gun, as <laughs> like that would be something that would calm him down. Because I guess because somewhat his military background and that type of thing. And oh, I think boy. there was at some point where he had it and she took it away from him because he was acting so oddly and violently at times. And then shortly before the murder, she had a change of heart and felt like he was responsible enough to to handle it. But he reported to people that he was hearing voices and basically the, he was paranoid. I'm trying to remember all this. Um, he was paranoid about several things, but like voices would talk to him and they were telling him to basically to go do this. And he had a lot of issues for sure. It's really, so uh, was he, was he a fan of their music beforehand or was it, was he, it just the bad coincidence that they happened to be no, in no, town no. the night he, he snapped? He actually was. And part of the deal was that he blamed Dimebag Daryl for the breakup of, Pantera, and that was one one layer of it, and then there was other factors as well. One being primarily that he was crazy, but uh, a couple of uh, one weird note is that when they his car was parked outside the the club where they were playing at, and when they went to search it and stuff, um, he had been listening to Dimebag's current band, which was called Damage Plan, he had been listening to their CD on the way there to the club, to their concert, to then murder him. And then wow. what's equally unfortunate is that, I mean, this was 2004, so it was a while back, but he w- he was listening to it on a, on a disc man. So oh, so let's you, all pray for yeah for Nathan Gale. There's also December 8th is also the anniversary of. Uh, another musical assassination. Now I'm reading this name. I'm not really familiar. John, is it Lennon? Lennon? John Lennon? Oh my gosh. So you're telling me that Nathan Gale didn't even have the decency to pick a different day? He didn't. The same day as John Lennon? And much like uh, Prince stole the thunder, the death thunder of China... Back in April, uh, some would argue that it's actually the other way around, but some. Uh, <laughs> His name's Point Break Dave. Point Break underscore Dave on Twitter. Dimebag has rendered John Lennon's death completely irrelevant. In my opinion, I don't even. I don't even know. I don't even know if I could continue the show with with such just such utter blasphemy out of you. 
So I didn't know. I didn't know they were. No, no. I was going to say I didn't know that he that Pantera broke up or that he was not playing as part of Pantera that night. That is correct. Was on, his brother in the counts. new band? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. him and his brother and a couple other guys. They put together a new band. Um, yeah, I think Pantera played their last show. I think it was the end of the summer of 2001. And then I think they formally broke up in 2002. Um, yeah. And then they formed a, a new band, I think, the following year. And this was, you know, about a year into their first tour or whatever. And that was the end. There were no more shows after this. Wow. So, um, we've been away four weeks. The other thing I've been dealing with, I know you're familiar that uh, I've got a really old dog. I am familiar. And You have a good, very good puppy dog. I know. And good, she, solid, good, solid dog. She is uh, closing in on 15 years old. I have to say when you when you first introduced when you first introduced the dime bag Daryl comment I was slightly worried that you were going to be headed in the dog direction when you said heavy heart and I was thinking oh man tell yeah, me that's not the case Luckily it was just dime bag Um so yeah this dog has been is old has been deaf for like 3 years and now she's almost completely blind and so to give her some, improve her vision somewhat and give her some quality of life, we had to make a, well, we had to make a decision recently, was either have a uh, bilateral eye surgery done on the dog or essentially... glasses for her? Well, no, that was not an option. Or, well, oh. okay, eye surgery to try to fix the problem, give her a little bit of vision, remove her eyes completely... Or they probably, wait a minute. They yeah. do that. They just take them out. They do. That was an option. What do they put in there? What do they put in their place? Just like some. They put like the, marbles or whatever the the things they use for like uh, slot machines, and you just pull on their ears oh. and it just spins. <laughs> so I, I thought about that, but ultimately it some, was some reels what, with. American flag sevens on them. Yeah, yeah. So what old Glenn proposed to the to Mrs. Glenn was we have one of two choices. We either we're not I'm not removing her eyes because I can't look at her because they would remove the eyes and they like kinda like more or less like sew it shut. She can't look at you either, okay? So yeah. don't don't make this all about you, okay? You can't look at her. She can't look at you either. That's a good point. She doesn't have any eyes. So it was either do the surgery to try to fix the issue and give her some vision or put her down. And the wife was having oh, wow. the wife was having no part of put her down. Because otherwise for a dog that old, she's like perfectly healthy. It's just Okay, so question. She she's been blind for three years. No, 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 no. She's been deaf for about three years. She's been able to see. Oh, she's fine. been deaf for about three years. But we okay. noticed we noticed her eye, one of them in particular was starting to get kind of cloudy. And then right. I think she could see out of one and then it was about a month ago 
that um, I guess she lost most of the vision in that eye. It just deteriorated away because of this. I'm not going to get into all the specifics of the problem, but like it was like she went dark like overnight. Like she couldn't, she would just walk through the house and just walk into things. Didn't oh, know where anything was. So anyway, we did the surgical procedure and I don't know if I want you to guess a number for whatever it cost, but what I would say is probably whatever number first comes to your mind, you can probably double it and that's what oh, it's going to no. cost. Oh no. So, so tell me a little bit more about this surgery because I am going to guess a number. But I okay. need to. I need to. I need to know a little bit more about how long it was. What type of doctor was required to do the surgery? Did you have to go to another city or state for the surgery? I need to know a little no. more details. Um, I mean, it was a specialist. It was a, I guess, a veterinary ophthalmologist. The the lenses in her eyes had fallen out. That's about the most layman way I can describe it. And they had they had fallen into the, I think it was the front of her eye. Oh, I thought you were going to say they fell like into her food bowl or something. No, she wouldn't have contacts or anything. So what they have to do, they have to basically just remove the lens overall. Uh, I mean, completely. And anyway, so that's that's what they did. And then, so she's on like medications now for the rest of her life. And... Weeks later, um, she still has issues, but she can get around and at least navigate the house and not run into every piece of furniture, and she's not dead yet, so thumbs okay, up so, so far. she's lens-free. Lens but she's not like retina and cornea-free. Right, so what's the medication she has to take? It's then? just eye drops. Oh, okay, okay. So, and, but she's not walking into the wall anymore. Um, not nearly as bad as it was two or three weeks ago. Occasionally she'll kind of maybe not run into something, but she'll just be walking through a room, like straight toward a chair. And like at the very last second, she'll stop or, or move away from it. But there for a while, I mean, she would just walk directly into a wall or get trapped in a corner somewhere and not know how to get out. So man, it was a sad deal for a couple of weeks. So, and do you have any type of pet insurance? No. No. Because I always told myself that if something else like this ever uh, came up, that we you'd would be, just... You'd be old yeller in it immediately? Yeah. And that's a really tough call to make, but it was not going to be... It was clear that was not going to be an option. I don't know if I could have done that anyway. I don't want to talk real big and be like, well, if it was just up to me, you know, I would have shot her no, into space. Hey, it's okay. it's okay to have feelings. Yeah. It was not going to happen, though. The wife was very much, we're doing the surgery. So if you were in Vegas and the, the over-under was at 2500 bucks, would you bet over or under? Um, I would bet... Everything you could possibly imagine on the over. Oh, no, Glenn. Glenn, Glenn, Glenn. So this dog, like? this dog better live to be like 37 for this, to, for this to pay off. I don't even know if that's long enough. So here's what we'll do. First of all, we'll everybody uh, keep a good thought out for uh, 
for uh, Little Sheba. And uh, also, I don't know, maybe I'll set up a PayPal for 311glen at gmail.com. Little go GoFundMe action for... Yeah. Everybody can Glenn's. send over some spare change so I can pay for these dogs' eyes and then still be able to feed my kids. So did you... Did you pay for the surgery or did you just rent the surgery? That I, I guess that would be the next question. I kind of have the surgery on like a rent-a-center plan. Yeah. You just, you know, rent, rented uh, like a couple of minutes of the doctor's time and you'll yeah. rent the rest of the minutes later. Yeah. I think that's smart. I think actually we have, uh, I got to look, it's either 12 or 18 months to, to actually pay it off. So... Uh, that's but, un- un- unbelievable, but also admirable for the good... For the good, strong puppy dog. This is the best dog I've ever had. So I feel like, uh, you know, time time is more valuable than money. That's a lesson for all you people out there. I do feel like when you read those self-help books or listen to those motivational speakers, they always say, you know, spend your, spend your money on experiences and not on things. So that's a good idea. Speaking of experiences... I, I may Very have had, nice. I may have had a few sports experiences last week. Yeah, I would say that's a understatement of the year. Yeah, so we covered this uh, several weeks back that the little sports trip uh, that I was uh, going on with some with some buddies of mine. We started out in Minneapolis at the uh, Cowboys Vikings game. Nice Cowboys victory, obviously. Um, uh, pretty good little stadium there in Minneapolis. Well, it sure looked it sure looked cool on TV. I mean, and they said that was the same people that did the Cowboys Stadium. Well, the outside of the stadium is it looks awesome, and it's a downtown stadium. And from a distance, you can't really differ differentiate it from, especially the part that's all glass on the outside. It blends right. it blends in nicely with just the other, you know, skyscrapers and businesses and whatever that are in that downtown area. Once you get close enough to what it, was, you can tell what that's was the stadium, downtown but. Minneapolis. What was downtown Minneapolis like? I've I've never been to Minnesota. We didn't spend a ton of time down there because we didn't stay downtown. We stayed on the outskirts, about fifteen miles outside of downtown. But we went to. Uh, before we went to the stadium, we went to uh, grab something to eat at some place we found that was like four stars. Some burger place was like four stars on Yelp. And it was, I can't remember the place, but it was, you'll appreciate this. It was across the street from the private school or prep school that the great Joe Maurer attended. Oh, wow. Yeah, like the baseball field. Great was, Joe Maurer. was Joe Maurer Field. There was somebody else that went there, and it might come to me later, but it was a school that Joe Maurer went to, and what was kind of weird was across the street, there was a a burger slash bar that we went to that I felt like, it's kind of odd, right across the street from a school. Well, you know, across from every school, you need a good bar. I mean, yeah, it's pretty... And they were very... Uh, a buddy of mine we got there was going to order, you know some kind of cocktail. I can't remember what it was. And they were very much like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. We don't have hard liquor here at the bar. There's a school across the street. And I'm like, yeah, you have a, <laughs> you have like 59 different kinds of beer here, but 
God forbid that you might have some crown royal over hard, there. Hard hard liquor. Come on. Yeah, there's no way Joe Maurer makes the major leagues <laughs> be, if you have liquor in this place. Yeah, let's be reasonable here. So you could corrupt the next the next the next Joe Maurer right. by having a Jack Daniels. Yeah, yeah. that's not gonna happen. So we made our way to the game. Stadium is uh, awesome from the outside. Did you get inside? I mean, it's it's nice. I wasn't blown away. I uh, I like the fact that so it's you're not, it was a brand new stadium and you're just men already. Well, just, no, it's it's nice, but you know it's not like uh, the only reason I would like it more than Cowboy Stadium is because it doesn't have a lot of wasted space. And I would prefer the venue that seats sixty-five thousand, as opposed to the one that seats ninety thousand. It's just a better, makes for a better atmosphere and better well, I, sight yeah. lines and all that. We've talked talked about that with baseball too. I completely agree. Yeah. So the game itself, I mean, it's fun to be there, but the game itself was kind of boring. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot. It of, really wasn't a good. It really wasn't no. a good game. I mean, I'm just spoiled with these cow- cowboys playing these just exciting games and it was it was a just a it was a typical thursday night game they're all trash and by the way sidebar alex smith is trying to cost uncle roger a lot of money well he is a very Are you watching this? No, I'm not. He's a very fair to spare they, QB. They took the opening kick of the second half. They received the kick. First pass interception. Oakland can't get in, so they kick. They kick off, first pass, fumble, and now Oakland has it on the 15. Unbelievable. This is going to be a great sports update for when somebody listens to this like days from now. now. Yeah, well, nobody's going to listen to it, so it's fine. Obviously. Okay, so, yeah, Minnesota Cowboys game was uh, good to be there. It was not that great of a game. If if I was not in attendance, it would have been like. Did you do like does Minnesota have public transit? I mean, did you do any of the kind of stuff like that we did on our Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Washington trip, or do you guys just drive in, park, and? No, we had a car, so we drove in and parked, and we had to park, you know, a mile away, and you know, walk to the stadium. So the thing is, you know, there were sixty-five thousand people there, and I would bet I'd set the over/under on number of Cowboys fans probably at like. Fifteen to twenty thousand. Wow! I I bet at least twenty to thirty percent of the fans there were Cowboys fans. Like it was even surprising gear? to me. What? Did you wear gear? Cowboy gear? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the uh, we had the Dak jersey going on. So Remember there was that? no uh, nobody talking trash or anything on the way in. Not that surprising when Dallas was ten and one. I mean, what are you gonna say? But we then get to our section about 40 minutes before kickoff. We're just hanging out. And our dumb luck is we have one of those guys sitting behind us who sees we all have cowboy stuff, and he just starts laying into us. Oh, no. Was he wearing the Viking horns thing? No, but, I mean, he had Viking stuff on and whatever, and Dallas sucks, and the cowboys suck, and... Uh, just f bombs all over the place, and when you when Dallas guys aren't here, they're at home, uh, 
doing uh, things to Jerry Jones' testicles. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else oh, he no. said. And at first it was kind of funny because he was just an idiot. But then he just kept on and on. And we're like, you know, it's half an hour before kickoff. We're not even in the game. Like, I'm not even in the the mode of like, all right, let's, you know, let's kick the Vikings ass or anything like that. I mean, we're just talking amongst each other and I'm just checking Twitter and stuff like that. Um, and then finally a buddy of mine who's actually a, grew up in Minnesota as a kid and was a Vikings fan turned around cause he was like, I'll say something to him because if one of us does, then it might start to escalate from there. I don't want to get thrown out before the game starts. So yeah, that'd be a tough way to start the trip. Yeah, he turns around and is like, "Dude, come on! First of all, we're half an hour before kickoff. What are you doing? And I don't want to hear you cussing at us and all that kind of stuff. So you need to just basically just shut it down." And then the guy gets real apologetic, first real defensive, even denying that he was cussing, which <laughs> was ridiculous, but. He gets real apologetic, and I, you know, we're good. I'm sorry, you know, whatever. And then we turn around, whatever, and he just starts doing it again. But he's not doing it like directly to us. He's like standing up and just in general screaming it out. Oh no! But it's directed towards us. But we're like, you know what? Just gonna ignore it. Then just because the guy that was with us that was a Vikings fan kind of, you know, stood up to him, he was accusing him of not being a real Vikings fan. And all that, and we just decided just to let it go. Well, this idiot, who's the true Vikings fan, he lasts until about the middle of the second quarter, and then he wanders off, you know, down into the concourse. We don't see him again until there's about five minutes left in the game. And what was he doing? I, our theory is that he was so drunk that he wandered down, probably had to take a leak or whatever, and that he got lost in the stadium and couldn't find his oh, way no. back to his seat. He stumbles back up there, you know, last half of the fourth quarter, gets in the right section, but sits on the wrong row and just sits in front of us. And then his buddy, he was with like three or four people, they have to walk down, like get his attention and direct him to his correct seat. And at that point... Oh, no. There wasn't really a reason to even say anything to him because he was just so blasted and out of it. And he didn't want he didn't want any problems from us either. He I mean, we may have gotten kicked out of there, but we would have walked out and he would have been he would have been wheeled out of there in some form or fashion because <laughs> because I can tell you out of the four of us that are there, I'm probably the third most physically imposing from a size and stature oh, wow. standpoint so he didn't he didn't want any so anyway so that, that game was uh it was fun to be there so then we uh transitioned the next day and flew into chicago and went to the bulls cavaliers game so we got to see a little bit of lebron action at the united center and that was uh so you, you took a you took a uh you stayed a so you flew into Minneapolis, stayed there that night, and then grabbed a flight to Chicago in the morning. Yeah. Okay, so one rental car down and new car rented in Chicago. No, we Ubered everywhere in Chicago. Okay. Only way to go in a city like that. 
So not a whole lot with that day. I mean, we flew in, we went to the basketball game, you know, we went somewhere, uh, you know, after the game, and then uh, that was basically it. We got up the <laughs> next day. And Sounds very vague. Is went somewhere after the game mean you went to the the men's club? Uh, we went to. I'll just say it was an establishment where everyone kept their shirt on. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Um. So the next day we rented a car. We Ubered. This is how many times have you done this? We got up, we Ubered back to the airport, and then rented a car in the city that we were in, and then drove it to Indianapolis. Uh, wow, okay. Yeah. I've never done that. So, then we drive into Indianapolis, and then we go into downtown Indianapolis a few hours ahead of time of the uh, Big Ten Championship game, the Wisconsin-Penn State game, and we anchor down at a... We're looking for more of a local place, but uh, everything was so crowded. We ended up at a Buffalo Wild Wings, which was kind of kind of defeating. But we hung out there pregame. Then we go to the game. The game is great. Um, we're sitting on kind of the sitting kind of corner end zone, but it was on the Penn State side, which paid off obviously okay. at the end of the game. At the point in like the late first half that Wisconsin is up twenty-eight to seven. Like we are literally. Oh, I was watching the game. Yeah, we are. I had money on Wisconsin. One play, <laughs> we're talking to each other. We're like, if Wisconsin scores again, if this goes thirty-five-seven, then we're out. We're gonna take off. We're gonna find something else to do, you know, downtown, and not gonna sit through a you know forty or fifty-point blowout, despite you know traveling all the way up there. Of course. To our surprise, it was a tremendous comeback, and Penn State won the game. A couple other things from that game. First off, I'm going to sign the screen here and go on a bit of a a glanatorial. Okay. And this is going to be race-related, okay? Are you ready? So, are are you buckling in? I'm ready. Okay. White people are stupid. (laughs) <laughs> especially white males that are in fraternities are stupid. Oh, okay. I've, I'll fully, yeah, fully support that. So I, we witnessed, and I broke up one of these like on the way up to our section, but we witnessed just in our section, we were s- sitting in three or four like near fights between Penn state frat boys and frat boys from that were there but actually supported other schools or maybe had no interest in in who was playing um and why it was dumb it was like the same script over and over something set off somebody you know spouting off to the other guy uh one guy calls somebody a bitch the other one calls him a british cigarette then they go back and forth, and then they get just to the point that they're going to fight. And everything is leading up to them fighting. Like, they are almost like nose to nose. And then one of the two just says, I think we're good, man. We're good. You know, I didn't You know, I didn't mean it. You know, whatever. And we saw this play out, like, over and over. So what is that about? I have no idea. 
I mean, that really? was our. It was. It was so. You go to that level. Go ahead and fight. Jeez. Absolutely. I mean, why do you even go through the trouble of leading up to it if you're not going to do anything? But I broke up one of them, which, and thinking about it, they probably wouldn't have fought anyway. We're walking up to our section, and there's a guy walking, I guess, beside me, just on the other side of the aisle, and he's got like a Michigan like pullover or something on. And there's a Penn State fan walking down, and as he sees this Michigan guy, he's like, hey, Looks like you bought your your seats too early, man. And the guy turns around and is like, yeah, whatever. And, he, and then the Penn State guy, it's the same thing. Somebody calls somebody a bitch. Somebody calls somebody something else. And the Michigan guy actually had the best line because the guy made fun of his Michigan shirt. And he was like, what are you talking about? You had to make your own shirt. And the guy was wearing like a white T-shirt that just had like something written on it in marker. I thought that was oh, great. No. At that point, it should have ended it. I think the guy was embarrassed because he just got served in front of everybody. <laughs> so, like, he's about to go charging up to this guy. So, I, Glenn is peacemaker and stops him. And I'm like, what are you doing? I was like, don't be an idiot and get yourself kicked out before the game. And then just walk off. And the guy, like, turned around and was like, okay, or whatever. And just walked away from it. So I may have prevented a fight, may have even prevented a death. Wow. I may I may have saved a life. Wow, Glenn, that's pretty impressive. I, I do want to go to back to one point of the story though. So if you're a Penn State fan and somebody says or somebody decides that they're gonna make fun of you for making your own t shirt, is that like the worst thing you could say to a Penn State fan? I mean, there's really no lower blow you could hit them with, is there? I don't I can't think of them being in the news for anything else recently. Okay. But, you know, I don't That's... follow the news uh, that closely. So I think that uh, that pretty much – I think that pretty much covers the basics of the trip. The only other thing – I don't know if you'll appreciate this. And when I say I don't know if you'll appreciate this, I don't, you will not appreciate this. But <laughs> when we were flying from Minneapolis to Chicago – we were in Minneapolis, a buddy of mine, as we're going through, about to go through security, we're like at the gate checking in or whatever. He spots somebody that looks familiar. And who he thinks he looks like is uh, former Mavericks great Gary Trent, which you don't follow basketball, so you have no idea who I'm talking about. No idea. So I, I look at what he's talking about, I'm like, I think that's him, but I'm not sure. So, of course, we kind of follow him over to security and whatever, and make sure we don't lose him. So he goes through the security line. I make sure to get in the, in the line right behind him. So we get through there, and we're waiting for our bags. And I kind of glance over at him. I was like, I think it's him. And I was like, I'm just going to take a shot. And if it's not, what is he going to do? You know. So I turn around, and I'm like, hey, man, are you a former Mavericks great Gary Trent? And he looks over, and he's like, well, I don't know about great, but I am Gary Trent. <laughs> <laughs> so we shook hands that's a great line by him I, yeah so we shook hands and uh just very brief i didn't beat him down. i mean that had already beat him down i'm sure a little bit um but shook hands with him nice to meet him whatever and let him on his way then it turns out he's on our same flight like he's right behind me uh, as we're getting on the plane, <laughs> I didn't want to turn around and say, "Hey, remember when we met at security?" I'm, you know, I'm sure he knew that. He was probably like, "I really hope this guy doesn't turn around and talk to me." So, 
But the end of it was uh, there was an issue with the flight, with it being like overbooked. And they didn't have room for like all the overhead baggage and stuff. So we get to our seat. He's sitting, you know, five or six rows uh, in front of me. And I'm like, I wonder if he's on Twitter. So I start looking up and I find his uh, his Twitter page or whatever. And then I tweet at him. I'm like, man, what's the deal with this flight? How can they not have enough, you know, baggage compartment space? This is ridiculous or something like that. Or I said unacceptable. And uh, so no response. And then we get off the flight, turn the phone back on or whatever. And I've got a notification from him. He's like, yeah. Totally unacceptable. SMH. So, tweet interaction <laughs> with former NBA player Gary Trent. I mean, that, that is, uh, that's top level stuff right there. So, did you invite him to be on the podcast? I can. And he also has, he has a son. Maybe he has two sons. And one of them is named Brett. But he has a son who is a five-star basketball recruit that uh, will be attending Duke University next year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So wow. Who knew that an NBA player would have a son who's also good at basketball? That's amazing that's to a, me. Th- that's a, quite a story. I, I So did, uh, did he end up hanging with you guys the whole trip, take the Ubers around with you and everything, <laughs> or did you part ways at the airport? Let me no, we parted ways, but uh if he was with us he's a man of size. If he was with us at the Vikings game the night before, I don't think that guy would have been saying anything. I'll just leave it at that. But he no, he did not accompany us on the trip. If he had said, Hey, where are you guys going? I would have been more than happy to give up my space in the car, my space in the room, you know, whatever to uh to accommodate whatever he needed if he was going to travel with us, but he did not. Uh, he did not grace us with his presence for the rest of the trip, and there were no other NBA players directly befriended the rest of the trip either. No, so you and LeBron didn't become no, best friends. No, but let me. We, we had stadium talk earlier, Lucas Oil Stadium where the Colts play. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit overbannered. Like, they celebrate everything they've done. Like, if they went 9-7 and seven and squeaked in the playoffs as a wild card, they've got a banner up there. But other than that, great stadium. And I think I'd like to go really? back. I'd like to go back for another game. And I believe the Cowboys play there in 2018. They go at Indianapolis. So, I've got that circled on the uh, calendar as another sp- possible sports trip. When you know the Lucas family, big supporters of the racing community. It's true. And they sponsor, uh, there's Lucas Oil Stadium, there's a Lucas Oil Raceway, which I'm sure... Yeah. Well, they they sponsor the Lucas Oil Drag Racing Series. Oh, wow. That is... uh, Yeah. Real-time stats right there. I think there's also like a Lucas Oil Arena there. It's not where the Pacers play, but I think they have something else that they sponsor. I just saw their name or that name everywhere while I was there. But, yeah, that stadium is great. Another one, it only seats about 62,000, 63,000. We were sitting like back behind the end zone, literally the next to the top row of the stadium. Like the glass 
and everything is right, you know, right behind us. And we're that high up. Sight lines for everything were phenomenal, even that high up. So not a bad seat in the house. So so better than the brand new Minnesota Stadium then? I think so on the inside. I mean, it wow. doesn't have the same, you know, quirky look to the outside of it, but uh, I would rank it ahead of the Minneapolis Stadium. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Strong. Strong so, words. So there you go. Uh, Did you know the, the patriarch of the Lucas family, Forrest Lucas, is being considered for a Trump cabinet position? Well, the last the thing I read earlier tonight is that I think the guy who runs Carl's Jr. is now like Secretary of Commerce or something like that. Well, you know, Linda McMahon got named uh, as the uh, small business, whatever that that position is. And you know who that is, right? Yeah, that's the part of the Vince McMahon family. Yeah, family let's tree. just say Vince is one heartbeat away. So when is the guy who founded Taco Casa going to be Secretary of Defense? She's going to be Secretary of Tacos. <laughs> he needs to be Secretary of Plumbing. <laughs> I can attest I mean, to no that. Offense. Yeah, I yeah, can attest I to that can, and, and affirm that. So, so yeah, uh, I've had to rate it. I think, there ain't uh, nothing firm about that, believe no. me. 12 thumbs up for this sports trip. It was pretty so did you uh, have any, pretty strong. Any nights like you had in Baltimore? No. Uh we did uh the the downtown locale that we went to after the game after the Penn State Wisconsin game. Ooh, that's something else I'm going to get into, but uh the place we went to, we helped close it down at 3 a.m. that night. And then for people I was traveling with, for them to be able to use all their airline miles and stuff, we had to take an earlier flight out. So we closed a place down about 3 a.m., uh, got back to the hotel 3.30-ish, straight to bed, and then we were back up at 6 a.m. to go to the airport. Wow. Wow. And there was discussion of, uh, is it just better just to not sleep at all? And I think that may have been a better play. Yeah. Than going to sleep for two hours, because yeah, it, I think at that at that point the two hours just messes you up more than staying yeah. up would have. I think you just try to get you try to get through and get to the plane and then sleep. It was not the same as Baltimore, um, but I still felt pretty terrible the next day. But I think it was just the sleep deprivation aspect of it, which honestly carried through that day and probably through the next day as well. I didn't, it was like Tuesday of this week before I, I think I felt right, but it's totally worth it. But, um, but yeah. you weren't wandering around the airport no. looking for a medical tent to check your blood sugar. No, nothing like that. Okay. Um, nothing happened that I don't remember. I guess, uh, I guess that's the best way to, to leave that. So, uh, the, the other thing, just a uh, observation about Penn State, I think it's about the widest school I've ever run across. You're saying that while they're playing Wisconsin, you're going to say that? Uh, yeah, well, we weren't on the Wisconsin side, and 
after the game, there weren't a whole lot of Wisconsin fans that were like, hey, let's hang out downtown and, you know, have a drink and, yeah. uh, you know, do whatever. They were ready to get back to the land of Cheese and Aaron Rodgers. But uh, I'm serious. The section we were in, as far as I could see, everybody that was around us after the game, all white people in all white shirts. It was just nothing but white. That guy that spoke at A&M the other, the other night would have loved it. And it was, wow. well, it, it was, so it was did just, you, it was did you have a rooting me. affiliation in this game? I mean, did you decide you were going to become a Penn State fan because of where you were sitting? The only reason, uh, no, not because of that, but it seemed like that uh, Penn State actually had, whether it was some kind of bit or, I don't know, chant or whatever, they seemed to have something in their bag from a fan standpoint. Wisconsin just seemed to have, if things are going good, we cheer. If they're not, we just sit down. So I think in the second half, we kind of decided, we're just rooting for Penn State because their fans seem to have something in their bag, while the Wisconsin fans don't seem to have a whole lot. But otherwise, I didn't really, I didn't really care. It was awesome that they came back, but I kind of wanted, okay, either them for, for them to come back and it'd be a great game, or for them to just get just their heads blown off so I'll know by early third quarter we need to get out of here and just go you know hang out somewhere else and watch the end of the I think the Clemson game was on or whatever and just get out of there so yeah that game ended up being really good it was it was actually but that's cool I mean that's cool that you were that's cool that you were there at the at the of all places the Big Ten Championship there you go Penn State lots of white people that's the lesson And they need to work on that. So, um, <laughs> hold on. Let me see here. That's all I have about the trip. What about, uh, I think we got some emails. Let's, yeah, let's do some emails. That sounds good. Hold on. You have to give me, uh, give me time here. Oh, uh, is the Acer slowing hold down? On. Hold on. <laughs> okay. So we have uh, we have two hundred and thirty seven emails, and I'll pick two of them. Uh, the first so we had comes, two. E- we basically we had two emails. Yeah. First one comes from the boys over at the uh, Can You Hear Me podcast, which means Gustav. Uh, okay. <laughs> it says I've heard legends about a podcast where they talk about athlete dongs and online betting. But it only appears once every 75 years, like Haley's Comet. Sounds familiar. Uh, what is... I, it sounds great. It sounds like the pretty much the two things I'm most interested in in the world. What is the preferred cartoon slash stop animation show to celebrate the birth of our Lord? Hmm. Tough question. Cartoon or stop animation show? Yeah, so cartoon, stop animation, maybe claymation would qualify here. And I'm going to extrapolate celebrate the birth of our Lord to mean anything that could just involve, let's just Christmas in general, Santa. It doesn't have to be the nativity story. It doesn't have to be the Jesus. Acted out by clay. Right. 
But I would Boy, that's love still to tough see... for me because I, nothing's nothing's leaping to mind that I particularly think's that great. I don't know if anything is that great. As a kid, I always liked the the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer that was in Claymation because it was so unique at the time. But, you know, obviously I'm extremely old. Um, so some of the millennials out there are like, I don't know what this guy's talking about. He's <laughs> and and you have poor taste because you like Dimebag. So that, true, but I was yeah. uh, pretty partial to that. I've never been, I've never been a big like Christmas show Christmas song guy. I mean, I like Christmas obviously, and as a kid, I like you know receiving presents and all that kind of stuff, but. I didn't stop down a whole lot for cartoons and Christmas shows and stuff. I was too busy watching, you know, like your mid-December 76ers-Kings matchup. There you go. And then, and you know what? And now look at you, 2016, and you're able to identify random basketball players you run into at the airport because of that. Exactly. Could I have run into a claymation, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? I doubt it. You could have, but the odds are pretty low. Yeah. Especially with like profiling and all that. So you hey, don't have we're anything. We're not gonna trade we're not gonna trade Profar, I'm telling you. <laughs> so He's going nowhere. You don't have anything on Christmas? Are you anti Christmas? No, I mean as far as animated claymation goes, I mean there's there's movies that I enjoy watching around the holidays, but but yeah, nothing animated. I mean, come on. Mm. Well, speaking of uh, claymation or terrible email, tell that guy whoever that was, tell him don't email anymore. All right, I'm going to respond to him right now. Yeah. But speaking of claymation or or clay, uh, did you hear about the uh, the boys over at Partial Recall got added to the Blowout Podcast Network? I have no idea anything about what you just said well they did so this is my way of transitioning to uh congratulations to uh to those boys for the uh for the honor they started their podcast about the same time that we started ours i think as we're on episode 24 they're like on episode 44 so diligence so they actually may be stuck one of their with strengths. the they stuck with the once a week yeah, they're Pledge. actually a, a weekly podcast, not a uh, podcast sometime or the other whenever we get around to it type of approach, which is us. You know, it's funny you should funny you should say that because I actually really did look up today the day we recorded the first podcast. Do you even know what month it was? It was in March. I remember these things. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, see, I don't remember those things at all. I, you could have pretty much, I you could have told me anything, and I probably would have believed it. No. Oh. Yeah, it was in March. I think that's when they started theirs too. So, congrats to them. Certainly deserved. Because if you don't listen to it, it's it's well worth your time. Uh, you don't know anything about it, do you? There's only one podcast I listen to and besides the, this one. Oh, okay. And that's like the uh, Bang Bus pro- podcast? No, it's the Back Porch Racing Show. There's only been four of them and... and uh, the production value is terrible, and everybody on the show is terrible. But I can't, I can't stop listening. I can relate to that. So, 
Our other email uh, comes from the other half of Partial Recall from uh, KJ Ellis, uh, otherwise known as Damon Wayans Jr. Jr. And he says, uh, I don't have much in the way of questions or hypotheticals. I'll leave that to old JC Jordan and the enigmatic Cody Allen, which I don't know if Cody listens to this or not. If he does, let us hear from you, but I don't know if he does or not. Um, so KJ would like to hear our thoughts on the following. So college bowl season. Have we ever attended any college bowl games? And are we okay with the new... <laughs> I don't think this is official. Are we okay with the new Brazzers Poinsettia Bowl? <laughs> I don't think that's the sponsor. Sir, if it if it was if if it if it was juxtaposing that with poinsettia is very odd, very disturbing yeah. to me. Okay, first off, I'll I'll go first here. Um, I think I've only attended one college bowl game ever, which my brother-in-law went to the University of Houston, and they played Penn State in the I think at the time it was called the Ticket City Bowl. Like four or five love years Penn ago. State. Yeah, I know. Like four or five years ago, and I went to that with him. I think that's the only bowl game that I've ever been to. Um, and what was weird about that is that was the year of the whole Penn State controversy coming to light. So it was kind of weird going to see him play. I felt like an accomplice in some way. Well, as much as you've been an apologist for him in this show, I kind of is starting to question whether you are an accomplice. No, too many white people there. We got to do something. Got to do something about that. As for the Brazzers Poinsettia Bowl, I got to look up and see what this Brazzers is. I I don't know, but I know the uh, again buckle up. And that was the that was the biggest bluff slash lie said in twenty four episodes right there. <laughs> As for the uh, one hour po- in the poinsettia bowl, did you know the poinsettia <laughs> originates? From did you Mexico? say? Did you say poinsettia or poinsettia? I couldn't hear I you. I said poin. Poinsettia. Okay. okay. The point. The poinsettia originates from Mexico, which means I'm out on this bowl automatically. <laughs> Even if it was sponsored by Ponchos. <laughs> Ponchos well, didn't originate from Mexico. That's, uh, I think it originated from like Burleson or somewhere. Yeah, that's Tex Mexican, so that's uh, that's allowable. So, and I don't, you know, I don't know. Uh, I wonder if KJ ever played in a bowl game. Did you know? Wait, obviously the answer to this is no. But uh, KJ played college football. Did you know that? Do you read, do I even need to answer that question? I don't even know who KJ is. Yeah, so just say no. Yeah, he plays. So no. He loves. He loves to talk about football and to break down football. It's his favorite thing. Wow. But yeah, he played at SMU. How's so, his fantasy team looking? So he was. Uh, he's been featured on an EA Sports video game, and he went to SMU. So there's. It's a guarantee that he's smarter than both of us. Because I didn't even go to a real college. Well, you ca- I mean, you, you kind of did. I went to a div- small Division two school and never went to a football game the whole time I was there. Yeah. I went to a college that's just the backup school for everybody, so 
kind of glorified high school. So, all right, so here's the main crux, if you will, of his email. So he says, and I'm going to go to you first on this so I don't hog the conversation more than I have already. So there's also, what are your thoughts on holiday albums or holiday albums by artists that you like already? Christmas albums. We'll we'll go with that. Yeah, I. They've they've kind of been. Gordo's been obsessed with this all week on the ticket too, which is just random holiday songs and the, the terrible Bruce Springsteen song. I I used to it, and I believe you and I actually. I don't know that we we went on a official date together, but I know we've been to killers concerts together before and they've done some holiday work and I'm pretty much against all of it. I, I, I don't like any of it. I'm, I'm very traditional when it comes to my Christmas music. Yeah. Well, let me clarify. And I remember, I remember in my young, uh, younger days of, uh, really edgy Christian rock. There was a, uh, Christmas album put out as a compilation by a bunch of the, you know, edgy Christian rock bands of the day. And I think I played the heck out of that thing. Somebody did little drummer boy and just like jars of clay or somebody. Yeah. And just, just this was it. when you were, uh, in your room with audio adrenaline at the volume level 11, you were just yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they were involved, and DC Talk was involved, yeah. and Newsboys. They were all there. All the, all the greats. Um, yeah, the Mount Rushmore of Christian rock was involved in this. Holiday music in general, you can bring all of that that you want to me on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. I'm all in any other day of the year just get away from me i do not want to hear it i don't want to hear you talk about it anything i know that's very very scrooge of me but um well it is and i gotta say the woman that i'm currently living with currently this time currently uh She's got it playing pretty much all the time. If she's cooking, if we're eating dinner, wow. it's playing. I'm so sorry. But no, I like it. It kind of it kind of sets the mood. I mean, I I put my Christmas lights up the day before right before Thanksgiving. I put my Christmas tree up the day after. I get into the holiday spirit. That's fine. I have no problem with that. As as long as it's Thanksgiving after the meal has taken place, you're good. If you want to go ahead and start putting up the tree and lights and all that. If you put up your tree in like mid-November, I might show up and sniper you in some way. That should not be done. We way. we need to have Thanksgiving take place. And then we can move on to celebrating Jesus' birth. But we need Thanksgiving has its rightful place in this world. And we need to have it happen. So, Strong stance in, in support of Thanksgiving. Yeah. I love Thanksgiving. Which we, we really didn't have a Thanksgiving episode. And we certainly didn't have a movie review regarding a Thanksgiving movie. Because Dave can't watch a movie. But we'll just yeah, uh, move I, on from there. I think we're going hey, to have to move on from that idea. Mm. And just uh, 2017. 
It'll be a 2017 idea. So thanks, Dave. 2017, one episode per week. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, so the other part of this I know is just directed squarely at me. Okay, KJ says, uh, we all know Christmas music in general can be kind of a whip. But what about Metallica's great hit, Enter Santa? Um... He's trying to draw me off sides, but I'm not jumping. The song is not called Enter Santa, which... Well, he said Metallica and Hit, so obviously he doesn't know what he's talking about. Okay, now you're trying to get me to draw off sides, (laughs) and that's not going to happen. But I'll play along. No, I'm not familiar with Enter Santa, but maybe I'm familiar with the Metallica John Henson tribute, you know... Pastor of Muppets, or their <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't John Henson. It's Jim Henson. Oh, John! Dang it! Okay, edit that I, and put in Jim in there. John Henson used to used Jim. to host. He used to host talks. The show the show is just starting to just be a compilation of you making just horrific mistakes. Dang it! Okay, because I had set that up so well. Um. Or Metallica's uh, song that was totally about uh, Superman 2 called The Zod That Failed. You should uh, look those up for sure. So nobody's going to get my Metallica humor. That's just funny for myself. Um, And then also he says, if I have any thoughts on the new Metallica album. Um, Just quickly, I would say that I like it, but I don't love it. And the best thing that this band could do is get an editor to cut down their six and a half and seven minute songs to about five minutes. And then they would, uh, they'd have something. So they're a little bit long winded, which Tommy, I know you have no idea and you're just nodding, just waiting for me to stop talking. But, um, is it going to be anytime soon? Yeah, the it will be soon. The band can certainly come up with a with an amazing riff, but they don't know how to like cut off a song when they need to. So, um, thumbs up on the new album, but it's not ranking like super high on the all time list. So, end of Metallica review. Well, thanks because I was really considering listening to it before. Uh before that review but now i think i'll probably just you know just keep listening to mumford and sons oh enjoy your banjos um are you a star wars guy at all no in fact i've never seen star wars you never seen any star wars movies no i haven't so i guess you haven't uh introduced or indoctrinated any of your kids, which your youngest is not old enough, but your oldest child into the world of Star Wars, never exposed him to that? Well, not the movies, but he actually has fairly high Star Wars awareness. And I think it's from cartoons and the Lego Star Wars and stuff, but he knows who all the principal protagonists are. So I, well, I uh, and I do too. I mean, I'm, I'm not like totally, like I understand who the main characters of star Wars are. And, you know, I mean, I've been around popular culture enough to have absorbed 
at you know at least the basic premise of Star Wars, but I've never actually seen any of the movies. So you're not necessarily like anti Star Wars. You just haven't actually sat down and watched it. Any of them. Yeah, but it's not not anything I'm planning on probably doing ever. All right. Because there is a new uh, Star Wars-related movie coming out in like a week, so I didn't know if that was on your radar whatsoever. No, the uh, the last movie that I saw was Arrival, and it was awesome. Mm, I need to get to I need to get out to see that one. Yeah, I would uh, I would make it a point to do it. In fact, and if you can, and I don't even know if it's still I think it's still in the theater, but if you can. If you can see it in the theater, I would recommend doing it because the um, some of the visuals in there and the sound is well served for that venue. The visuals? What does that mean? Just like the for- visual beauty of the movie. Oh, okay. I just knew Amy Adams was in it, so I didn't know where you were going with that. Oh, gosh. I'll tell you where I'd like to go with that. Whoa! Hello. Do you have a? You have time? Uh, I know we're kind of at the end of the show. You have a time for a quick, quick story of my uh, very free and easy spending habits lately? Yeah, you need to go forth with whatever you want to. Okay, so I uh, I bought a new TV about two and a half years ago uh, for my living room. And at the time, it was fairly close to top of the line of what you could do at the time. And obviously, lots happened in two and a half years. Well, right right after I bought the TV, and I'm going to go ahead and say it was a Samsung. So, you know what? And, I, and let me make a positioning statement. F Samsung and their stupid products and their uh, phones that blow up that you can't take on airplanes. So, there you go. Oh, my. Um, you know, so you right after... Uh, uh, sorry to interrupt you. You mentioned buying a new TV. I bought a new one like about three years ago. And then it seemed like you bought one about six months later just to slightly upgrade over the one I had bought. So, yeah, that's kind a, of a jerk, kind of a kind of a jerk move by you. But, okay, go ahead. Kind of a bucket list item for me because, uh, you know, I just want you to know where your place is in this world. Just directly behind me, if you know what I mean. In TV terms, yes, I understand. If as it were, so uh, not not long after I bought this TV, I mean, I would say within six months, it got the dreaded uh, vertical line. So basically, something goes wrong with the screen, and you'll get just like a solid blue line somewhere in the TV, and it, and it doesn't go away. It's, if the TV's on, the line's there. So. I called Best Buy and they said, call Samsung. I called Samsung. It's still under warranty. And they said, no problem. And so they said, actually, it was the craziest thing. They, it, the TV was big enough that they don't want you to bring it back in. So humbled, blessed. So they actually sent a guy out to the house. He took the screen out of the TV in my living room. So, so you know, basically, I mean, I got a new TV six months after I bought it, but he took the TV apart, put a whole new screen in it, and that was warranted for two years. The new screen, so, um, 
middle of November, I think it was November the 14th, uh, flipped on my TV and bam, there's another line just like before. So I went into uh, my office and dug out the paperwork whoa, and found whoa, the- Whoa, whoa, whoa. You have an office? Well, actually, I have a closet. <laughs> Does that count? It just serves as your office. Yeah, where okay. I keep all my important important papers in a uh, very organized filing system. All so your, after all of your browsers related material. Yeah, all those sites that I'm a subscriber to, I keep all that information, all the passwords in there. Okay, all right. So I found the paperwork with the. So I was going to call Samsung again and say, "Hey, morons, the your." you know tv which a tv shouldn't break within three years not much less twice i mean the tv should be good for 10 or 15 years i mean come on this is a expensive piece of technology so i look at the warranty card and and i had gotten the tv repaired november 11th of 2014 so it was literally four days out of warranty and i called samsung and they basically told me to f off and I talked to a manager, and I went after him on Twitter, and got no got no no resolution. That's a bad beat there. Yeah. So uh, I just did what anybody would do. I just said F it and went and bought a huge 4K TV. Is it curved? No, it's not actually. It's oh. uh, I, like I said, I always like to go close to top of the line, but not all the way. And it's uh significantly bigger than the one i had too so what's up so is it so it's bigger than 50 inches it's bigger than 60 inches it's 65 inches 65 wow so i have a 65 inch 4k tv now and i have a 60 inch tv with a blue line hanging on the brick wall on my patio now as my outside tv what hold on your outside tv that's right i now have an outside tv how penn state is that that you have an outside tv oh it gets worse it gets worse this this is this is the ultimate and humble brag but you probably know about this this is a problem you probably have in july i had this problem in october well yeah technically the very end of october the first of november you probably have this problem in july but I got my first paycheck in November, which I get paid every other week. You get paid every other week? Uh, yes, that's correct. Every other Friday? Yeah. And, well, so, you know, today is actually my Friday, but the calendar Friday, yeah, every other Friday. Oh, but today's your Friday? It is. Tomorrow I have a big plans of, uh, I don't know, doing nothing. Ah, uh, so I get my, uh, I get my paycheck every other week and I, without pulling back the curtain too far, I work at a job where I get what we like to call a salary, All right. which means my paycheck is the exact same amount to the cent every other Friday. There's no commission. There's no variance. There's no overtime. I get paid the same amount every other Friday. And I looked at my paycheck uh, for the 1st of November, which uh, would have been for the last, I guess, 
technically the last couple of weeks I worked in October check came in November and uh, it was fairly larger than my paychecks had been before that. Do you know what I'm, you know where I'm going with this? Has this happened to you? Has an, has a, an error been made in your favor? No, this is actually not an error, but this is a, this is a, a, a new, a new degree of opulence that I have not previously oh, wow. experienced. Is this one of those so, uh, we didn't pay you what we were supposed to pay you? So now at the end of the year you get a lump sum? No, it's even it's even more opulent than that. Wow. I'm just gonna sit so, back then. Yeah. So I uh, so basically when you when you look at the if you look at the itemization of your paycheck, they withhold your federal income tax and they uh, withhold i think something for medicare or whatever and then they withhold uh social security so i noticed on this check that they hadn't withheld any for social security so you know it was considerably more and i thought well yeah they've made a mistake or whatever so i you know was gonna call you know hr and just say hey and then I started thinking, well, they're, they probably know, you know, this is a big company. Well, so I decided to do a little Google research. And what I found out is that there's a maximum legal amount of money that the government can withhold from your paycheck for Social Security for an entire year. And they've already withheld that entire amount from my paycheck. So I literally have paid the maximum legal amount into Social Security for a year. So for the rest of the year, I'm free rolling with no Social Security taken out of my check. Wow. Yeah. Why don't you just big time so, all nine listeners that we have? That you've yeah. Paid so the what's maximum up? What's up, America? I've paid Social the most Security. you can absolutely pay into Social Security to the point where they can't withhold any more from my paycheck. And our 67 and older demographic are thanking you right now. Well, you're welcome because I know I'm never going to see a penny of it. So Yeah. Old Fs. There's that, no way we have a listener over 60. No. There's no way that we really have a listener. I think people just tweet at us like out of... Like compassion. They like read the episode description and then they just tweet something about that and go like, okay. Yeah. They're like, great. Love the political talk, guys. You guys are doing a really good job. That's how we got uh, Jeff Floyd. That's how we got that guy. <laughs> there you He's go. like, I, I love your political views, especially Point Break Dave. He's a hero of mine. That is impressive, though, that you've made the yeah the or you sorry made, you've paid the max that could possibly be owed for Social Security yeah. within a given year. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully next year they'll they'll redivide that and do it correctly. I don't know how that happened. You think I'm uh, starting to question why you have a like a sixty five inch TV and not like a full home theater. You know, I just give a lot of what I make to charity, so. Mm. So humbled. So blessed. Yep. Wow. All right. Well, I think uh, time-wise, I think we need to cut it off. And I don't know if we have anything else to discuss, unless you've got some, some other topic. Well, no, I mean, not unless you took another vacation that in the four weeks we've been off that you haven't told us about yet. But no, I think... 
uh, I mean, I had the trip down to the in-laws, and it's the basic story of they have like six channels on their TV and stuff like that, but uh, I don't think we need to go into that. No, I think I'm going to go get on Spotify and uh, try to search for Enter Santa and (laughs) get myself into the Christmas spirit.